On today's episode, we recap Thursday night football as the Los Angeles Rams took on the Las Vegas Raiders. Former WNBA player and Russian prisoner Brittany Griner will be returned to the U.S., but you won't believe who we freed to bring her home. And OBJ does Dallas, but does Dallas do OBJ dirty? This and much, much more. It's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. Welcome to the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically. Nothing is out of bounds and every subject is fair game. Coming up, Baker Mayfield makes his debut for the yellow and blue. An NFL player suffers a stroke, but vaccines you shall not evoke. But first, we would like to invite you to Sideline the Agenda by joining our agenda to Sideline the Agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. I got a little confused there up there at the top. <laughs> a little tongue twisted. <laughs> got ahead of myself. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. Gentlemen, welcome, Kevin. Nice to have you back uh, with the crew here today. I um, hope everybody's having a great week, and thank you for uh, capping off your week, so to speak with us here at Sideline the Agenda. I was just a little poet and didn't even know it right there. Did you guys hear that? I'm just I'm dropping, dropping beats and rhymes. Um, so a uh, lot to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, uh, WNBA performer, WNBA player, Brittany Griner being returned to the U.S. We're going to talk about um, uh, we're going to talk about Von Miller injury. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield, his grand return uh, to uh, football uh, and Thursday night, specifically uh, going to talk about the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, defenseman uh, Henry Anderson as well and his health situation. Uh, going to talk about all those things, uh, OBJ as well. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about that Thursday night football game. Yeah, uh, uh, the Rams uh, hosting the Las Vegas Raiders on uh, Amazon Prime's Prime Time Prime Thursday time. night football. And uh, guess what? We saw we weren't necessarily promised this. We all know that the Los Angeles Rams earlier in the week, they, they acquired Baker Mayfield from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers released Mayfield, of course. He, he, he slowly, over a, a, a failed season with the Panthers, became their third-string quarterback. Um, I believe he kind of asked to, to be released. They, they obliged, and, and uh, the, the Rams were quick to pick him up, surprisingly, actually, because I, I kind of, I don't know, I, obviously, probably not a great fit, but I, I thought that uh, I thought that there was a good shot that the 49ers might, uh, you know, to take a shot at uh, picking him up potentially. Um, but uh, nonetheless, um, the the Rams got him, and uh, it turned out to be a pretty good move. Uh, I mean, what did the Rams really have to lose with acquiring Baker yeah. Mayfield? Not much, <laughs> exactly. right? Because they had uh, with Matt Stafford out for the remainder of the season. They had uh, Wolford and Perkins as their backup quarterbacks. It seems like they've been trying them both out with uh, little success. So bringing on Mayfield was a, was a very low-risk uh, maneuver, and it turned out to be high reward because not what, – what was he joined this squad like a day uh, before the yeah. Thursday night football game? And uh, he, he brought the Los Angeles Rams to, to a victory at home against the Las Vegas Raiders, the, the, like the, the, on the three-game winning streak Raiders. Uh, uh, they brought them to victory, 17-16. Uh, 
Um, and it was kind of a bit of a stunner, right? Because they did start off, Sean McVay did start the game off with Wolford. And uh, we all thought that that was going to be the way that would play out. Again, Baker only been with the team for, for like a day. Um, but uh, it, it wasn't very short in, into the game until uh, they, they brought Baker Mayfield in. He, I got to tell you, he looked great. I mean, he was throwing yeah, he the ball well. He was looking downfield. Very, I mean, I, I actually was pretty excited uh, 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 watching Baker because it felt like I because as a resident, uh, me and Chris are both resident uh, Los Angeles Rams fans here in L.A., uh, it, it looked like we were watching a football game, and we, we haven't yeah. seen one of those in a while. So, so what were your <laughs> thoughts? What, were, what, what did you think about this this game Thursday night? Well, I'd say, I mean, even before I get into the game itself, just the move for Baker, um, I thought it was actually a pretty good move. Like you were mentioning, it's a, a, a kind of a, a no-risk situation, high reward. Uh, it's, it's really a win-win because, first off, you've got two backups on the Rams that can't throw the ball. They can't throw up more than 30 yards. <laughs> There's no deep threat. They, they've, they're somewhat mobile, but other than that, they really they have no business being in the league at this point. Uh, but that's what the Rams have been stuck with. They haven't drafted any quarterbacks ever since Goff. You know, they got Stafford with the trade. And to this point, they've been injury-free, and they've never really had to address the backup situation. So now this year... They had to put in some backups, and they've seen that, oh, damn, we've got no quarterback. We can't be competitive. We're getting blown out. We can't score points. This is bad. We we got to get somebody. Well, Baker's out there like, hey, hey, Baker, if you can get released, you know, we'll pick you up because, I mean, even as a third stringer currently on the Panthers, you're miles better than these guys. And uh, I, I think really they brought him in as a as a backup for next year. I think they're they're bring him in, give him you know these next five games, and kind of see what what he can do, see if he can adjust to the offense, take it in, um, and then uh, Stafford is willing to come back next year. You could keep him on as a as a backup. So if Stafford does get hurt again, you've got somebody competent there. Uh, or if this thing with Stafford's neck potentially ends up being you know career ending. You know, at least you've got Baker there, and then you can kind of get into the draft and try and get some new quarterbacks for the future, and and maybe you start trading some guys to get accumulate picks, uh, and you you can kind of, you know, Baker can at least hold that spot for a while. So I thought it was a good move. I think they're bringing him on for the backup role, but worst comes to worst, he's at least someone that can that can uh, you know hold some water there. Uh, but then to the game itself, yeah, I was kind of shocked they even played him. I, I thought that how can this guy know any of the plays? Uh, familiarity with the receivers whatsoever. Um, we saw him botch a couple plays, which was surprising. But uh, honestly, I thought there probably would be more botched plays than there was. So pretty impressive there. Um, and then yeah, I mean they had what three points with like five minutes left in the game. So it wasn't like they're you know blowing it up offensively. Cam Akers did fumble the ball uh, while they were in scoring position. Uh, so they did leave some points on the board. But with that being said, you know, it got down into the last five minutes and Baker started throwing the ball around, got a couple calls, which, you know, these kind of comebacks, it seems like you always need some things to go your way. A uh, couple pass interferences. Uh, on that last drive, the Raiders really helped them by that idiot knocking the ball out of yeah, Baker's that was hands. Dumb. Like, it was just a dumb 15-yard <laughs> penalty there. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, with 
sometimes you just got to throw the ball up, let your athletes go get the ball. And that's what he did. Skronik with a hell of a catch. Yeah. And uh, Jefferson with the great catch in the end zone. And he put him on the money. He put him in a spot where, you know, they had a chance to go get it. And I feel like with football, sometimes these guys can get a little bit too careful. And, uh, you know, with Baker up there, nothing to lose. He's willing to just risk it, throw it up there. And, uh, you know, sometimes they're going to get picked. Sometimes they'll get batted away. But sometimes your guy's going to go up there and get it. And that's when the big plays happen. And, yeah, what a comeback. It's uh, Shake and Baker going on here in L.A. already. So, I mean, I'm not going to get too hyped about this. Uh, the defense did hold them in the game to their credit. I'm actually still kind of surprised they didn't really go for it on fourth and one to seal the game. Uh, the Raiders, if they convert that, game's over. And when they when they came out to punt, I was like, yes, all right, we got a shot. Because uh, if they went for it, I, I don't think we probably would have stopped them. But with that being said, I mean, from their perspective, you're, you're punting to a guy that's been on the other team for a day. There's uh, almost no chance he's going to lead the, uh, the comeback. And they had to come back 98 yards. The punt went all the way down to the two-yard line. They came all the way back. So hell of a game for a Rams fan. We haven't had anything to cheer about for quite some time now. <laughs> really, ever since the season started, it seems like. Uh, so th- that felt good. Just hope that they can continue to get a little bit more healthy and, and Baker get more acclimated and, and yeah, get to back to some, uh, some good football where you can yeah, run the ball a- and throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy to be back guys. Thank you for having me. Um, I, man, for May for, for Baker Mayfield to come out there and do what he did in the last minutes of the game is re- really does show just his competitiveness. I think that no one had questioned that with him. Baker Mayfield is a competitive dude. We've seen him, you know, up and down the sidelines, yelling and screaming, doing what the, the kind of the tactics he's grabbing uh, we're used crotch, to seeing him yeah. do. <laughs> and <laughs> head button guys with the helmet, yeah, no helmet on. Even in the college scene, and I think the last what four minutes left, uh, they rated at ninety eight point four percentage that the Raiders are going to pull this one out for a victory, um, and. And he, he came down there and he, you know, did his thing. I don't know if it's something that we could hold water in. I don't know if that's something that we can, you know, week after week, you know, count on. But uh, it was an impressive win. I was, and every, I think it was a, a joy, a joy, good kind of a good feeling for everybody to kind of see Baker through all the turmoil that he's been through throughout these couple of years. Um, to see him come out there and. Th- do what he does best, which is chuck the ball, let that thing fly, and that's what he did. He let his players, you know, make the plays um, and put them in crucial situations to where, you know, they potentially could win the game, and they did. Um, and that's something that Baker is definitely not afraid of doing. He definitely would throw the ball, and you know, being on a roster for you know one or two days, you know, and then getting out there and getting the nod, and then getting in the game and, and doing what he's doing. I mean, that's all that that's all that you know the the coach is baking on and saying, hey, you go out there, do it, you know, go on your training you know and be competitive and that's what he did and it paid off for him i do have to say that Derek carr is a piece of crap um, throwing two picks and honestly i mean with him <laughs> with his, his subpar play i mean this kind of put the rams right in the game and um it was it was good to see i was happy to see the rams pull this one out you gotta risk it to get the biscuit oh shaking baker <laughs> Yeah, tonight did, or last night felt like a, a bit of a birthday party for the Rams, as in you know, like a little kid's birthday party where it's just like <laughs> you, you, you have uh, Baker come in, step in, have a wonderful night, and like you said, Kevin, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, regardless of what you think of Baker Mayfield, I, I I happen to be kind of like a I'm a bit of a fan. He's kind of won me over over the years because I think he's gotten a bit of a raw deal, you know, in, in Cleveland. You know, Cleveland sucks. You know, I mean, but right. but uh, you know, the situation in Carolina was just 
is toxic to begin with. Um, it's just hard to compete and hard to excel in those spaces and places. And and I think he he did his best. And then he was vilified. He was easily labeled the scapegoat. Um, I thought right. that was very convenient for for the sports journalists to do that to him. I thought it was very convenient for for even teammates to do that to throw him under the bus. So it was good to see him come to L.A. Fresh new start. You could tell he was ener- energized. You could tell the Rams were energized. You know, uh, and and everybody was able to feed off of each other. I mean, Acres has had a terrible terrible season he though he yeah. did have that terrible fumble tonight seem you know was able to get in the end zone it just it just seemed like i mean rap even though it was a gift it was <laughs> yeah. a gift interception thrown by Derek carr in desperation at the very end you know rap even gets rap a freaking play. interception yeah. right that guy's terrible rap is crap but even him he, he was able to ride the donkey for a little bit at the birthday party so it just was a feel-good moment for everybody it was a feel-good moment for for us uh, uh rams fans who've gone from the highest of highs as being the Super Bowl champs to literally the lowest of lows. Uh, I mean, a loss tonight would have tied us with the 1999 Denver Broncos for the most losses uh, by a defending Super Bowl champion team. So uh, we still have a possibility at that record. <laughs> Let's not fool ourselves. Uh, but but oh, yeah. four and nine feels a heck of a lot better uh, than three and ten. That's for damn sure. Uh, so so it was just it was just a feel good uh, uh, evening, good energy, and and you know what though, the, what what blew me away was was you know, and everybody's mentioned it. Baker stepping into the situation, you know, being with the team just again like a day prior. I don't know, man. Like, was uh, McVay in his ear a little earlier when it, you know, when he was sliding down that that QB bench in Carolina? Was he already in Baker's ear? Like, hey, man. Especially when a uh, Stafford situation was panning out the way that it was, you know, like, uh, uh, God, you know what? You, 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 we, we could use you here in LA, uh, and maybe he slipped yeah. him a playbook here or there. <laughs> he just seemed to like hit the ground running. It almost seemed like the rapport was like 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 too convenient, too too uh, uh, mature. Uh, but uh, I digress. It was it was. It it was a hell of an evening um, and, and a, a great, exciting uh, football game between two not so very good teams in the NFL. Uh, what more can you ask for, right? <laughs> well, here's a here's a question for you guys. Is the whole thing of him like getting there? Oh, he's only been here for two days. He doesn't know the plays. Like, is that overblown? I, I think mean, so. this guy is a professional football player. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's been playing, you know, for several years. You go into a new scheme. Sure, you got to get some of the jargon down, but it's football. You drop right. back, you throw to the open guy. Like, I think they might have a tendency to somewhat overcomplicate it. You know, sure, there's going to be some hot routes and some two minute offense and little things that, that will take you to the next level, but. I would overall, use overall. I mean, <laughs> you're I would use the analogy uh, as far as music. You know, um, you know, being a, a musician myself, where it come when it comes to say like jazz. Or even like a bluegrass or something. You see these blues. You see these guys, these guitars, guitarists play these scales, these these licks, these these solos, and and the the average person listens to that and goes, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" This person didn't even know what this song was. Like you'll have guys sit in a jam session or whatever, and it's like, "Whoa, look at them go!" You know how are they playing? Well, it's because they've practiced years and years and years right. of these scales, blues boxes, things like that that fit 
to the melody, to the chord structure of these, uh, uh, you know, uh, typical structures of these songs, like within these genres, right? So, right. so they're what they're doing is they're taking and they're pulling from um, these these uh, well-established scales that they have memorized, and then also licks that they've learned along the way, and so it fools the regular person and make, makes them think that magic is literally happening in front of them. <laughs> but all the other musicians really know that it's just a hell of a lot of practice. And so going back to your point, Chris, yeah, the schemes might change a little bit, but like it's, it really all has its its solid foundation. So I do I do feel like they make a bigger deal out of it uh, just to kind of like uphold the magic, so to speak, right, to the regular right. public. But um, yeah, I'm curious. I, I think that probably any, any professional quarterback w- worth their salt could step into any team uh, and and uh, be able to 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 you know play a game, perform an entire game, but walk away with a win though. I don't know. That's a, that's a different. Yeah. You know, looking at you, altogether. Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. What's point. your excuse, man? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, <laughs> he's had a whole season, Wilson. Baker's already better than you in it's two days. Shit football. Hey, baby, let's roll. Let's uh, roll. Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. That's right. Let's ride. <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, let's let's move on. Uh, some unfortunate uh, uh, news out of uh, Buffalo. Von Miller, um, he's going to be out for the rest of the season after having surgery to repair damage to his um, uh, anterior. Uh, uh, what, what was it? His ligament? His uh, cruciate, uh, cruciate ligament. ligament. Yeah. L- ligament. Thank you. ACL. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously not the news that they want to have at this point in the season. Uh, Bills, of course, media favorite to win the Super Bowl. Um, definitely strong team. What do you, what do you guys think? Is this, uh, I mean, are, are they still the favorite in the East with this, uh, with this kind of news? This was kind of weird because when the injury first happened, they were saying, Oh, it's, there's nothing like serious with the ACL. Uh, we got it, you know, image and whatnot. So I, I guess they went in and did some further testing and found that there was something. So I found, I heard he had surgery. I was like, well, I thought they just said he was going to be fine in like a month, but yeah, so he's done for a year. Um, I think this actually does take them down a notch. Um, I don't think they're my favorite in the AFC anymore. Uh, like they were looking like in the beginning of the season, they've had a number of injuries to the defense and now you lose your star pass rusher, which in the playoffs, you need to kill drives close out games. So now I'm looking at it's probably going to be another rematch of it's looking like the Bengals and the Chiefs uh, would be my favorites coming out of the AFC right now. What about the East, though, specifically? Would you, you Are they still your favorite there? Um, are you thinking Miami now? I... I, I I would like or to New see, York. <laughs> I would like to see this game this weekend. Yeah, the yeah. Jets and the Bills play. Um, I think the Bills are probably still good enough to take the division. Um, but when it comes playoff time to to come out of the AFC to make the Super Bowl, like we've been told all season, I I don't see that happening anymore. Um, but I still think they're good enough to take that division. Yeah. See, I would uh, I kind of push back on that because I don't know. Um, we we obviously have yet to see. Um, Miami's pretty tough right now, and obviously they're still in the same division. But um, I'm I'm kind of thinking that uh, if the defense, you know, everyone says the defense wins championships, right? Um, 
we have to see them go head on hand with Miami. I think Miami they're 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 pretty much within striking distance. So if this thing's going to go sour on Buffalo Bills, it's because of that defense. Um, the offense is is up and running. You know, the offense is is pretty much dominant out there. So if there's anything that's going to go aloof, it's that defense, and it might start just just with Von Miller. Um, so be it. And obviously, we wish him the you know wish him well. But um, you know, this opens up AFC wide open again because we're looking at top seed here. Now number one seed um, all throughout AFC, not not just the East. Um, so obviously time will tell. Uh, this is a huge loss for Buffalo. I think that's an obvious um, for everyone. And, um, you know, we'll see. I, I It's going to come down to the wire. It can't I can't tell you whether they're going to take it, whether they're going to lose it. Uh, who's going to take this place? You know, I don't know if they have anyone even to back them up. But at this point, um, we're just going to have to see. Yeah, and uh, looking at the AFC East, maybe let's move to the NFC NFC East. Uh, and again, we keep on saying that the beasts are definitely in the East on on, on both in both conferences. Uh, we, we we've got the OBJ watch happening, and uh, I guess the uh, OBJ was uh, meeting with the Cowboys, and and um, y- you were mentioning Chris that uh, the Cowboys kind of did OBJ dirty. Yeah, it's, it's 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 kind of a that's what we're gonna debate here today. Some people are saying, oh, it's just the Cowboys, you know, protecting themselves and and uh, kind of protecting their fan base since their fan base was really uh, adamant. Even their players were really adamant about bringing in Odell, and then the Cowboys basically leak the fact that his knee isn't ready and they're not going to be able to use him for at least like the end of January. So you're talking about well into the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. And, you know, he had an interview with the Giants. He had an interview with the Bills. They didn't put any of this information out. They didn't sign him, but they didn't put any of this information out. And then he goes to the Cowboys, and then they put this information out. So from Odell's perspective, I could see if he's steaming mad. I could totally understand that because you put that information out and now you're going to drastically lower his market value. There's not going to be any other you know high bidders for the guy. And I, so I think they're, they're kind of doing it to protect themselves because if they don't sign him, then all the players and all the guys that were like, yeah, let's bring him in all the fan base. Cause you know, Cowboy nation is all over the place. They're all like, yeah, let's bring him in, bring him in. And then you don't sign him. They're all going to be like, why didn't we get him? Why didn't we sign him? Why didn't we bring him in? And that's just a whole question mark that you don't need when your team is kind of gearing up for the stretch run here, trying to, trying to go for it all. Um, so we can debate whether they need him or not. I I don't think they really need him at this point with the way that they're playing. But yeah, for them to put that information out, whether the Cowboys themselves did it or it was just a, a media person that's got some good intel, it it's cuts me the wrong way. It seems kind of shady. And I mean, there's some people I, ta- I heard talking about there like, oh, he should look to sue because they're costing him money. I don't know if you can go that far, but yeah, they kind of threw his threw his knee under the bus there. <laughs> so I, I my take would be that uh, Jerry Jones was doing this or did this or leaked this information out uh, about OBJ not being available for the 
uh, until the playoffs because I don't think that he wants OBJ. I think he's perfectly happy with his squad, the way it's looking right now. I mean, they're rolling. They, they, they slaughtered the Indianapolis Colts on the offense. They, they, they look like they're finding chemistry. They, they look like they're finding consistency. And so I think that, uh, you know, to your point, Chris, that he, he was taking his le- OBJ's legs out from underneath him by um, <laughs> signaling to everybody that, uh, hey, this guy's not going to be ready for the regular season. He's not going to be able to help you until the post season so uh if you want to pay up for that yes sure go ahead but uh you know we're not interested um and then if that does affect his rate then you know so be it and then if even later down the line nobody else is interested then maybe jerry jones can step in again later and pay for an obj at a lower rate if obj was that desperate i don't know that's just my take but i'd be curious if anybody else has uh any other thoughts i uh I just feel like they're doing it deliberately. Um, but at the end of the day, um, OBJ, I mean, this is this. I want to say this is the second time he's hurt his, his ACL. And I know he has knee problems in both legs. So this is the reason why he's obviously not trying to go anywhere cold. Because um, obviously he's going to feel that a lot more than if he goes to a, a warmer climate. Um, so Texas was on his uh, maybe to-do list. But um, I mean, at this at this, <laughs> at this this stage of the game, I feel like anybody, t- anybody, anybody, team uh, that needs him and wants him is going to pay for him um, and let him just come on board and you know walk into the playoffs kind of much uh, without any uh, you know any damages lingering up until this point um, it's, it's pretty awesome I mean, you think that's just kind of cherry picking the whole season but um, regardless I mean at this point if if, if he's willing you know maybe the maybe the Eagles will get him maybe Frisco will get him you know who knows at this point um, and I think that you know <laughs> if this was leaked from the the Cowboys that's that definitely is a low blow um and obviously if it's just some jackass in the media um then that person obviously probably needs to get punched because you know medical records <laughs> are supposed to be metal records they're supposed to be confidential um but you know with player at this magnitude it's easily um clickbait and um you know we'll have to see what happens to him Punch, punched, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. <laughs> I don't know. With that dynamic performance by Baker Mayfield last night, maybe OBJ would be well uh, open to going uh, returning back to LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I think the Cowboys, the they, Browns duo. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the Cowboys. I think it was like a, a face saving thing because you know, Cowboy Nation. They got all the fans out there that were clamoring for this. You got yeah. all the media that's hyping about it. You know, social media and the press and all, getting questions about it all the time so i think they did this to kind of silence them saying oh yeah you know we would bring him in but we can't use him he's not ready to go it's not our fault it's his fault so don't get on our case because we can't use him anyway he's not ready his acl is, is still messed up so stop asking us about him but what's up with these <laughs> these, these x rams and their acls man <laughs> yeah no kidding right yeah. <laughs> well it should be interesting to see where, o, where obj lands um i don't know i <laughs> Let, let me ask. Let me ask you guys this: Sh- Any playoff team out there should any of them even go for him? Because say he is going to be ready by the end of January. If you bring him on, say now, even though he's not medically ready, at least you can get him familiar, get him into the offense, and then you know mid late January you can start getting him in a little bit here, a little bit there, kind of do what the Rams did, and then once you hit the playoffs, use utilize him a little bit more, and hopefully you can advance and you can keep putting him in more and more until you can hopefully make it all the way. But I, I mean, the way teams are right now, I don't really see it helping anyone um, unless you get some more injuries. It's a money issue, right? Because I, I don't know what he's expecting. 
I mean, because, you know, the Cowboys make sense. I mean, I, I can think of a handful of teams that could benefit from an OBJ. I mean, first and foremost, if we're looking at the AFC, of course, the Bills can always benefit from a wide receiver, you know, because you have Josh Allen and he can spread the ball. And the same is right. true with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the Ravens are a great choice regarding that. And uh, same with, say, the Titans. Um, but then when we look at the NFC, you know, I, I mean, I, you got the Eagles and, and, and Jalen Hurts and you've got A.J. Brown. I think OBJ could help there. Um, you know, and, and, and of course, I, I think of the Vikings as well. But then you then you get that diva quarterback, you know, uh, controversy happening probably there. So and then, and then of course, I mean, I, you could always benefit going to Tampa Bay and, and, and playing with Tom Brady. Um, talk about a wild card situation. And if you don't want to be in cold weather, you know, Tampa Bay is never cold. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, I, yeah. I actually, know. You know, when you say the Vikings, that would be um, the, 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 those definitely those teams could benefit. But financially, yeah. could they afford it? It, it seems right. like, you know, OBJ wants to land somewhere where he will be for a while. That's that's my understanding, at least, is that he's not looking this looking at this to be one off. It's it's something somewhere, a place he would play next year as well. Yeah. So so that would cut a Tampa Bay out because there's just too many rumors surrounding Tom Brady. Um, right. You know, so so I, I that that's kind of hard to say. You know, obviously any any team could could potentially benefit from him, um, and if he behaves himself like he did in L.A. Uh, and and wasn't a distraction, um, you know, he he could be a positive contribution to, for for sure. Yeah, and you mentioned the Vikings that kind of interested me because you got Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator from the Rams from last year. So there's familiarity there. You've got a, a number one receiver already with, uh, oh, what's his name? Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah. But then do you uh, get that diva dynamic? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, at this point, yeah, I don't think you do because he already came in as a, a, a number two option or maybe even a number three option with the Rams last year. And so I think he can kind of flourish in that role. And then, of course, the Chiefs, with with the way that they spread the ball around, he's going to be able to get open routes with Kelsey and uh, Schuster out there. So I, I think that would, of course, be a good spot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe no one will sign him, and he'll just have to wait for next year. Uh, but very interesting storyline. Kevin, you're the Kansas City Chiefs fan. Would you want him on your squad? With Kadarius Thomas, uh, excuse me, Kadarius Tony out with the hamstring, and then, um, you know, Mark McCall Hardman out. Yes, of course, I feel like that would uh, would be a plus. But guys, keep this in mind too. I mean, he went to the Rams and missed majority of the season, came back and had a positive, you know, uh, uh, position, had a positive play for the Rams, and obviously, you know, they got to the Super Bowl because of some of the key, you know, plays that he um, was a part of. But then got hurt again, right? You know, towards the end of the Super Bowl, and and I know that they they still got the win, um, but it's still that's that's the question mark in my mind. If I was a, a GM, if I was Kansas City Chiefs, as I was, you know, Minnesota Vikings, is how I mean, how is how uh, recouped is he? Like, is he is he well enough to even play? Are they just rushing him along and try to get him into the show? Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Um, I I mean, at this point, I mean, we just remember from the days that he you know, last year and, you know, right. previous years as well. Um, and that's what we have to base everything off of. But at this point, it's kind of like, uh, if he comes back in and then we get to the Super Bowl and he gets hurt again, and it's <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know what to think about this guy anymore. He's just too injury prone. Yeah, I know Jerry Jones was saying that too. It was like, you know, we, we got to see you work out. Like, yeah, we, we, we got to see you. And, and, and I guess that that wasn't necessarily on the table. So, I mean, that's problematic, you know, to your point. 
And, you know, especially now with this new news that, uh, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be available until the postseason. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big leap of faith, uh, right. especially nowadays with, with that kind of money, tying that kind of money up. I, I don't know if I'd be, uh, you know, uh, uh, chasing that opportunity down. <laughs> So maybe I yeah, would link you, that information out. You there. almost would have to sign him to like one game at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the cart. <laughs> yeah, we'll pay you one game. You make it through. Next game, we'll pay you a little more. We'll see how it goes. Next game, we'll pay you a little more. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Oh man, that's not a bad way of doing it, right? <laughs> we'll take it <laughs> totally. one day at a time. All right. Well, let's move on, um, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about the Brittany Griner uh, situation. But uh, first, before we do that, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. All right. Well, as you very may, well may know, <laughs> Brittany Griner was arrested in February at an airport in Moscow after Russian authorities said she had vape cartridges with cannabis oil inside her luggage. Griner was given a nine-year sentence after pleading guilty, arguing that she had been prescribed cannabis for her pain and inadvertently packed it. I've got pain. I've got glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> and about 10 months later, well, Griner, good news, is coming home. Always good news when American is coming home. Um, she was freed from a Russian penal colony in a prisoner exchange for convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Boot. Now, this is where the problem comes in, because Boot is known as the merchant of death and was in the middle of a 25-year sentence in federal prison after he was convicted of conspiracy to kill Americans relating to support of a Colombian terrorist organization. He was dubbed the Merchant of Death because of his notoriety for running a fleet of aging Soviet-era cargo planes to conf conflict-ridden hotspots hot in Africa, and his dealings inspired the Nicolas Cage film Lord of War. Lord of War. Paul Whelan, wow. however, is another American imprisoned in Russia and was not part of the swap. He had been jailed on espionage charges that his family and the U.S. government have said are baseless. Uh, Paul Whelan is also a Marine. Um, so, uh, you know, this is uh, highly problematic. Here's the thing. Two things can be true at the same time. You can be happy that Brittany Griner is being returned to the United States, you can always want uh, U.S. citizens imprisoned in other places and spaces of the world to 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 be returned to the United States, but that doesn't mean that the trade is a good trade. That doesn't mean that because the Biden administration wants to hit check off a couple of virtue signaling check boxes you know, and make that their priority, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily a good thing opposed to releasing somebody referred to as the merchant of death, right? Um, yep. You know, and, and, and that's the big deal. That's the big controversy here because Brittany Griner, you know, uh, uh, former WNBA player, uh, let's be real, black female lesbian, checks all those boxes that the Biden administration prioritizes now. You know, Marine Paul Whelan, uh, he was uh, originally mentioned as, as being potentially included in this deal. 
And uh, that trade changed. And the Biden administration claimed that uh, this wasn't a choice of what American uh, of what American to of what American to bring home. Like it wasn't a choice of which one to bring home. Uh, that that the that uh, um, Paul Whelan that deal was taken off the table. Well. Put it back on the damn table then. Right. You're the president of the United States. You are holding all the cards here because, again, Victor Boot, the merchant of d- d- death, is an arms dealer. Uh, Vladimir Putin is in the, middle, in the middle of a war in Ukraine and uh, apparently is in need of more arms. And this guy could very well assist in that. So you have... You have the negotiating tools at your fingertips. You have the ability to control the situation. You tell uh, Putin to kick rocks and and no, we want both of them package deal before you get boot. It's not going to happen unless it's both of them. But that would have been hard. That would have been challenging. You would have had to man up, nut up and actually, you know, uh, a lead in order to do that, in order to sway. So obviously Putin thinks Biden's soft because well, he, he is because he folded. He folded for an, a WNBA uh, a celebrity. Let's be real. This is who this individual is. He has notoriety. Nobody knows who this Marine is. They, they know who she is, and it makes them feel all warm and fuzzy knowing that she's coming home. But like I said, you, you put that deal back on the table. You negotiate and bring them both home, uh, you know, because like I said, Russia needs Victor Boot. And, and we could have leveraged for, for more, in my opinion. You know, obviously, I, I, I'm only sitting here on this podcast and, and, and uh, able to speak to what my eyes can, can tell me and what I see. Uh, but uh, so nonetheless, Brittany Griner coming home, happy for that. Um, but also, too, disappointed in that we are releasing this individual, you know, Victor Boot, you know, like I said, merchant of death, arms dealer, uh, accused of supplying arms to Al Qaeda and the Taliban and, re- and rebels in Rwanda. I mean, how many, how many of the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people will die now uh, uh, with with this individual being re-released upon the world? Because he's not going to go back to Russia and sit in some armchair, you know, rock back and forth and, con- right. and crochet for the rest of his life. He's going to get right back at it because I'm pretty sure that's what Putin wants. Is him to get back oh, yeah. at it because he wants more arms. He needs he needs because he's in the middle of a war in Ukraine. And ironically, the very country that the Biden administration claims to support and wants to continue to send billions to has released the uh, uh, Victor Boot uh, and given them to Russia, to which will ultimately uh, result in more Ukrainian deaths. It's <laughs> like, yeah. w- what can you make <laughs> of this entire thing? I mean, they made a damn movie out of this guy, you know, Lord of War. Um, and, and, and this is just like, like to me, this is just bonkers. I, I, I can't, I, I can't get over again, just the, 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 what we do, what our politicians seemingly do now, not to evoke strength for the American people, not to show strength to the world, but to demean ourselves to the lowest common denominator for social media clicks and likes and a quick little headline, you know what I mean? A, 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 that's all this was for. Um, and I really hope that Brittany Griner uses this new platform because you know that every media outlet is going to be champing at the bit to have an interview with her. And I really, really hope that she uses her newfound platform to advocate for the return of Marine Paul Whelan for, or, 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 you know, that, that she will, you know, take this as her new um, you, you know, stance or, or new uh, cause uh, with her, her freedom here because um, 
you know, I, it's just, it was the only, it's the right thing to do. Uh, I don't know that she will. And unfortunately I, I doubt that, uh, his names will ever even, you know, leave her lips. Um, but, uh, unfortunately this felt like it was all for a photo op. Like I said, a social media post for the, for the bump in a, an approval rating, um, but not being necessarily presidential and, and, and finishing the job. Um, I don't know. Do you think I'm wrong in this? Uh, like I said, two things can be true at once. Uh, this isn't, this by the way is no, this is no commentary on Brittany in regards to whether or not she's worthy of being brought home. I want, you know, I, I think both Americans should come home. Um, but what, at what cost, you know what I mean? Like at, at what cost and is this the right play? Uh, you know, what did you have any thoughts regarding this, Chris? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. <laughs> in this case you don't totally redeem right, yourself right. <laughs> yeah no this just shows the biden administration the biden is softer than the poop in his pants um just man he just leaves afghanistan the way that they did just leave all kinds of people out there hung to dry leave all these weapons behind that could be used against us and our allies uh billions and billions of dollars worth i mean could you ever have seen trump uh, just fold like this at the negotiating table, whether you like him or not. He would have said, no, give me the Marine and uh, sure, throw her in as well. And there is no no. That's what it is. Right. And exactly. of course, Putin is going to use this guy to his advantage. He's probably already got strings attached. Like, yeah, we're bringing you home, but you're going to start. You're going to start going to work right away. You're actually still a prisoner just now of the Russian government. Right. And you're, you're going to work for us and you're going to do whatever we tell you to do. You're not a free man by any means. Um, so yeah, this was just a, the virtue signal of all virtue signals. You hit it right, you know, nail on the head with, uh, uh, his, uh, Biden's press secretary, what black female lesbian, uh, Brittany Griner, black female lesbian, you know, uh, Oh, Jean Pierre, Jean whatever her yeah. name, she is, uh, ecstatic about this one. Oh, maybe she'll try to get a date with her or something. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, these people don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about Griner. They don't give a damn about any of these people. It's all about the virtue signal. You know, give us a little pat on the back. We want to tell everyone that we're we're all open border because we love everyone. And yeah, come to America because we're the, the land of immigrants. Sure, that sounds good on a bumper sticker, but now when you got people getting human trafficked over the border, not only adults, but children that come into this country and just are lost and they're ending up who knows where and what's happening to them you got that whole problem of piles and piles of dead bodies being found inside semi trucks you got drugs pouring into the country that's led to tens of thousands of americans dying and odin you don't care about any of that stuff but you just want to sit there and pat yourself on the back and say yeah we love everyone just open borders come on in the republicans they're racist they want to put up a wall it has nothing to do with any of those issues. Uh, it, it's it's not. It goes way far beyond just ineptitude. It's it's really evil down to its core. It's pretty disgusting. Uh, yeah, sure, we can be happy that she's back. Um, what was she doing smuggling drugs over there into the first place and, well, and right. breaking the law in the first place in a foreign country like that? This was more political, anyways, because. Right. 
we were funding the war in in Ukraine. So we're basically at war with Russia. So they're like, all right, well, we got one of your, you know, quote unquote celebrities, even though she's not much of a celebrity because no one watches the WNBA. But yeah, we're going to keep her. We're not going to let her out. We're going to give her a much longer sentence than she deserves because you guys are funding the people that we're at war with. So a little tit for tat there. Oh, and you want her back? Okay, we're going to ask for like the most ridiculous uh, uh prisoner that you have like the most famous big name out there they were and probably not even too when, when yeah they like oh got they're traction. gonna go for this yeah these exactly. people are a joke yeah. they're a walking joke exactly yeah so you know griner's not gonna say a damn word about the marine she's not gonna no. mention his name she's not gonna even have his his existence cross her mind she doesn't give a crap she's gonna come over here and continue to hate on this country like she has in the past continue to say that it's racist and that the usa flag triggers her even though you know, we've, we're the most open and free country in the world where you can be someone like her and still be successful. And, you know, we have nothing against that. We, we all feel the same way as far as that goes, but it's just not a virtue signal. There's, you know, there's actually a way of life and a constitution behind that where we are the land of the free and, uh, of the brave home of the brave, but I don't know about that home of the brave so much anymore, but this administration, the virtue signal, is all important, but the actual improving Americans' lives, saving lives, protecting lives, when it comes down to it, they, they don't back it up at all. Which is lives it's in general. It's such an embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, just Joe Biden is probably actually one of the reasons why they're in that mess, Ukraine and Russia. You know, the whole That's situation right. with Biden him and his did, son. Yeah. Like, dude, he's like right in the middle. He's in the mix of that, him and his son and all that corruption that's going on. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they're going to give them this guy that's going to weaponize Russia, obviously. And we just get Griner and Griner spent, what, grueling 294 days in detention. <laughs> in detention. She, she had to go cold turkey, y'all. She could not smoke and vape <laughs> and nothing like that for 295 days. Do you think that she broke her habit? Do you think she learned her lesson? Or do you think she's going to come right back in states run her mouth and continue doing the same lifestyle of what she's been you know portraying to the people for all her life well, that's what got her yes. in this problem to begin with i mean like you're saying chris earlier where it's like the audacity of this this westerner to go to a different country and think what the rules don't apply to me you know yeah like, we saw that in qatar a lot you too. see that everywhere watch that yep. show uh, locked up abroad like that whole show's made up of of, of people like that where it's yeah. just like they go and do their own thing well, i mean half the time they're smuggling drugs but point is is that it's like other countries aren't don't hold the same values as us and 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 to your point probably the better point actually chris is the the whole qatar thing you know Did but it, it's just to me and then kevin you're hitting on that big point you know where it's like you got the hunter biden situation yeah. where he's he is influence peddling his Bidens father are compromised and and he's getting millions from Ukraine, from Russia, from China, but Ukraine of all places, which was notoriously corrupt even before this war, in a place where many people have have, have gone to to launder their riches. And then, and, and I'm not talking yeah, about just FTX. Biden here, by the way, everybody. We're talking about politicians, exactly, FTX, all of this, this, you know, and, and, and Ukraine is 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 ground central for this. And 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 the, the so then they 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 actively, you know, 
um, uh, titillize the Russians into war with Ukraine by by in essence saying we're going to have Ukraine join NATO and encourage them to right. do so. Like the, and, and so in Russia, that was a hard line for them. And and you know right. what? They actually did have a hard line. And they're like, dude, if if Ukraine joins NATO, we can't do that. We cannot have a NATO you know a border another NATO country on our border. It threatens us, you know. And so we'll go to war. Don't do it. We'll go to war. And guess what? You know, the Biden administration kept on pushing it, and then they went to war. And then it's like, well, we're going to throw billions. We're, we're sending billions there like every month now. Yeah. And, and, and with zero regulate, we don't know where that money's going. Yeah. You, you, you actually yeah. think that it's literally going to fight the Russians? You think all of those billions of dollars are going and finding <laughs> its way? No. It's, it's corrupt <laughs> as hell. It's finding its way in politicians, you know, uh, overseas Swiss bank accounts. It's going to uh, uh, arms dealers. It's going to, to our uh, uh, weapons manufacturers here who pay lobbyists that support Democrats and Repu and even Republicans. You know, it's all, oh, yeah. it's, it's just a big fucking scam. And we're all sitting here fighting amongst each other. Red hats, blue hats, black lives matter, all this crap, you know, that, that doesn't matter And while they're just getting richer and richer and richer. And, and, and this is just a, a, another uh, um, example of all of this, where it's just, it's all smoke and mirrors. There's no substance to anything. It's all, it's just, again, bring the uh, lesbian black female uh, uh, WNBA star, quote unquote, home. Um, and we'll give you a big weapons manufacturer who who will continue war uh, across the world. Um, thousands and thousands of people will die. We ultimately don't care. We profess that we're all about humanity. We profess we're all about safety and all that kind of... We could give a shit, you know, because we make money off death. We make money off of war. We make money off of conflict. That's our bread and butter, baby. And that's what we're really interested in. And uh, that's what's that's what's afoot here. Uh, and, and You know and, what's... Uh, go ahead. You know what's sad is Joe Biden. This might be the highlight of his 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 legacy. <laughs> you know, they might every anybody that talks about Joe Biden, well, well, he did sure bring back Brayton Griner from crossover <laughs> in them Russian territories. That's right. That's just sad. it. Really is clicks it's and sad. it's all about clicks. You know, it's like it's 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 the simplistic news story that the average you know uh, sponge can retain and point to because again if she didn't even have notoriety if she wasn't even who she was if she wasn't a figure that could even stick in your your you know to hold residence in your brain you know what i'm saying like they wouldn't even be interested in bringing this person no, home not at all they wouldn't be having this conversation uh and this is just like i said all for the here and now uh, it'll be completely forgotten about after the 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 you know the run of uh what was it like in the, the media prison? cycle yeah how was it Oh my God, it's black female, it's black lesbian female. <laughs> Why was that whole experience like? And she's going to be like, I, she's going to have a lot of pauses in between all her words. She's like, it was awful. And, you know, she can <laughs> right. talk about how terrible it was and how oppressed she was. And yep. it's just going to be like, then she get the book deal and all that kind of money, 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 baby. It's all about money. Right. And it's just, you know, it just drives me nuts because it's like, it's so phony. It's like it, political theater is now community theater because it's, it's, it's not even smart anymore. Um, no. the, the, the veil has been revealed and uh, <laughs> we are not impressed. Um, we, we, got a, uh, we got another black athlete male uh, joining the I'm Sorry team. Uh, we've seen what Kyrie Irving and yeah. Kevin Durant and Jalen Rose. I mean, there's been several so far this year. So Micah Parsons, yeah, Micah the Parsons, star uh, edge from the Cowboys, once this news came out, said, uh, let me let me quote his tweet. He's like, wait, nah, we left a Marine? 
Hell no. Nah. Nah, exactly. And then not what? Not even two hours later, he's like, my last tweet was no shot at Brittany. I'm super happy she's back, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he says, re-educated. Uh, he's like, oh, I just spoke to some people that I respect and trust. I should have been more educated. Yeah, you got to be educated uh-huh. That's right. on the topic he, he also, and not tweeted out of emotion. He also uh, tw- I, I apologize. Yeah, he also <laughs> tweeted before his apology, uh, but he deleted this too. He said, we still not voting for you regarding Biden, uh, but he quickly deleted yeah. that. And he's he's apparently not a fan of the Biden administration, nor is he really a fan of uh, Trump, of Trump either, either. Which again, right. is, oh, like this whole like stupid thought process that we have of people is that it's like, like, well, I don't really like Biden. Oh, because you love Trump. You know, it's like, well, I, I kind of like Trump. Oh, you hate Biden. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, why right. is it always and or, you know, or, or, or just one thing or the other? You know, it's white or black. You know, it's just so, it's just so simplistic. Part of the plan. It yep. is. It it's is a part false of the plan. dichotomy. It really yep. is. And, and, and so, I mean, people fall prey to this opposed to like saying, hey, hold on. Like Micah Parsons could have been like, you, you know, two things could be true at the same time, you know, because yep. like I said, this isn't necessarily commentary against Brittany Griner. It's no. just saying, God, is it really the best choice to release the merchant of death upon the world just to get a <laughs> WNBA, former WNBA star back who likes to smoke right. weed? Like, really? Right. Like, that's what we're doing? And again, I'm not saying that the poor lady should stay in a Russian prison for the rest of her life, but maybe that this isn't the best move. This isn't the best move for the world. Like, like we can pretty much guarantee that, I hate to say it, if she stays behind prison, in prison, in a Russian prison, and he stays here we will save more lives right. than what we decided to do just for those clicks, likes, and the little you know uh, uh, hand claps that we get in response to this move. Oh God, that made me feel good for two seconds. Um, I don't Par- know who this Parsons person got is. Got it right. <laughs> he did. That's what I'm saying. He should have yep. stood by what he originally Stick said. Stick by your guns, cowboy. God, Stick by sixteen your years. They gave that guy sixteen years. You know, so that's a long time. <laughs> oh, twenty. I thought it was more than that, but still, I mean, it's like again, nothing to do with Brittany. Glad she's coming home. I know that the family is relieved. You know that if you like, if this was your sister, your brother, or whatever, you'd be like, I don't give a shit. Of course, send the merchant of death free. I want my sister, brother, mother, father, whatever back. I don't. I get that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, you know, because I mean. Those terrible situation. You don't want to be because she was getting sent to the Russian labor camps now, you know. And, and but the, the two things can be true at the same time. Happy she's coming home. Terrible deal. That's it. You yep. know, terrible deal. Yeah. And it should not have been made. And it, now it's just speaking to the increasing perception of our weakness. Uh, and and like I said, if it was a different administration, I, it might have been a different deal. Um, but I, I, I know that a lot more people are going to die now than um, would have if this deal was never made. All right, we, we can move on. Let's let's move on to a little more NFL news here. Uh, this is in regards to um, uh, Henry Anderson. He's a defensive uh, player for Carolina Panthers. This story caught my eye. Uh, so uh, the day before Carolina Panthers, before their home game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-year-old defensive end Henry Anderson was at home with his wife when his legs and arms went numb and his speech became blurred. Um, It was a stroke, so it's basically like a blood clot in your brain, Anderson said. After countless tests with medical experts locally and nationally that couldn't determine what caused the stroke, Anderson said he didn't know much about clots before he had the stroke, but learned through doctors that other professional athletes have had them 
and continue playing. Anderson said he immediately knew something was wrong the day before the Bucks game when his legs and other extremities went numb. He called the Carolina medical staff and soon afterward was taken to a Charlotte hospital where he spent several days undergoing tests after the clot was removed. Uh, Anderson said that he underwent every test imaginable to determine what caused the stroke. Every test we can, uh, every test we ran came back negative. He said, "It was just something where I just got unlucky." Honestly, Anderson said, while he thought a lot about football while out, what happened didn't change his perspective on playing. Um, so he's going to be uh, back at it, I believe, potentially this Sunday. So uh, all this aside, this caught my eye because, of course, in the wake of the vaccine, in wake of, oh, I don't know, the whole Johnson & Johnson situation, whether it was literally pulled off of the shelves because of blood clots and females. Granted, I know that it was mostly females, I believe, at least as far as the, the, the feedback that they were getting at the time, you know, uh, in response to the side effects that we we're hearing about in regards to mitocarditis and men, uh, we don't know long-term effects of the vaccine. And I, I tried to find every article I could regarding this storyline um, because he just recently, even though this happened uh, back in February, he, he, he just you know released the information today that he had a stroke, this 31-year-old athlete, right? Um, so I, I just thought that it was interesting that none of these articles mentioned whether he was vaccinated or not. And you know we're all thinking it. Yeah. Like, like that's yeah. what that's what I'm saying is that we're, but we're not allowed to think it, are we? We're not allowed to ask this question. I mean, isn't isn't the health and safety of everybody the desire, right? Like, right. wasn't that what was told us told to us by a uh, big pharma and and those that were seeking to to mandate vaccines that this was all about the health and safety of everybody. But, but when it comes to the side effects, when it comes to, because this is, this is just a medical treatment. Like we really truly don't know the numbers aren't in, we don't know all the details. Uh, uh, a, a lot of physicians don't know the details in regards to the vaccines and what they do or can do. Um, so why are we restricted from, from asking the question, why are we looking and seeking to protect big pharma? Again, going back to that governmental uh, corruption, going back to uh, the financial corruption of big pharma, I mean, the corruption of media. I mean, you watch any of these new, uh, big news uh, cable stations, what have you. I mean, Pfizer, they're, they're advertising, aren't they? They're sponsoring these, these shows. Like, you, you can't watch any channel practically without seeing a Pfizer ad. It's like, why is Pfizer advertising or a COVID vaccine ad? Because you can't, you can't sue them. You, you legally have no uh, ability. If, if, if something is to go wrong with the vaccine, you, you, they, they are not liable. Uh, you, the places of business uh, through OSHA are not liable if they were to mandate you to have it or to take it. I mean, there's there's no it's carte blanche and there's money with every vaccine you get. The government pays. 
They pay for the vaccines itself. It, it, so there's a lot of money to be had. There's a reason why Pfizer is now, you know, billion dollars richer, billions and billions of dollars richer. Uh, and again, that money goes somewhere else. It finds its way in uh, other politicians and leaders' pockets. I can guarantee you that. I mean, <laughs> these people walk into public office, and 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 they're, they're you know a, a senator, a congressman. I mean, they can make anywhere from you know a uh, hundred thousand dollars to. I mean, the president himself only makes four hundred thousand dollars a year, right? But they, yet they leave office multi, 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 multi millionaires. Um, but I digress. Um, so what bothered me is that, A, nobody even addressed the question because just by addressing the question doesn't mean that he had a blood clot because he had the vaccine. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that it wasn't even, it wasn't even uh, approached. You know, yeah. it wasn't even brought up. I mean, and, and, and what, what, like this article was off of ESPN. ESPN acknowledges or brings the question up or, or the, the potential controversy up in a, in, a, in, a, in a way by saying that it's like every test we ran came back negative, that they, 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 read, they underwent, this individual went, underwent every test imaginable and to determine the cause of the stroke, and yet it came back negative. And what are these tests? These tests are all predetermined to find uh, results, uh, uh, you know, from from a certain ailment or a certain reason, if that makes sense, you know. But if you have something that's untested or unresearched or under-researched like the vaccine, well, you're not going to necessarily find those results when you're doing that test, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's Absolutely. just, you know, so, so like, uh, why can't we ask this question? Why isn't this uh, something that we're all kind of collectively looking into together? Why is this not open uh, to the public, uh, especially when you have a 31-year-old defensive end out of Carolina, Henry Anderson, who I'm assuming is a perfectly top, sh top of, uh, of his physical shape, a perfectly healthy individual, um, you know, th this uh, a, a blood clot to the brain, a stroke, um, isn't isn't normal. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And even uh, strokes in young people are incredibly rare, and the young people are still considered like under fifty for strokes. <laughs> it's so a thirty-one-year-old athlete, yeah, blood clot in the brain. I mean, for anyone that has been paying any kind of attention to the side effects of the, the vaccines, they've been numerous, but one of the most common one has been blood clots. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, he got one in the brain. You know, we've seen it a lot in other people in their legs and arms, uh, in the heart, caused heart attacks. Uh, myocarditis is another famous one causing swelling primarily in younger men of the heart which has produced some heart attacks. And you've seen those videos of all those people just collapsing out on the, on the field. That's typically all myocarditis. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where, I mean, who knows? You can't really prove it one way or the other, but it's just convenient that the question wasn't even asked. Right. And that's where the big issue with us is, is it's just the silencing of it. It's the control over the information. It's that you can't even ask the question. So you can't even find the real answer. And, uh, all those tests that they mentioned, did they mention, are they, were they testing for, uh, oh, what is it called? The spike proteins? I mean, were they st testing right. for that kind of stuff? Because uh, I've seen all kinds of video of autopsies and morticians finding these strange formations in people that have died from 
COVID or heart ailments or things that that uh, knocked them out not too long after getting a vaccine where they're pulling out these big clumps out of brain, out of heart, out of all kinds of different organs. So, I mean, there it's definitely getting some people some way, you know, like you said, it's experimental, um, which is why there was the whole controversy about it, which is why they started banning all these doctors uh, that, that would question it because it, it comes down to the money. They want to get the jab and everyone because they get money off of it. And they also want to make it routine, just like the flu shot. So they can just, that's just guaranteed income every single year. You can dose or double dose people. And you know, the famous saying of money's the root of all evil, whether it's, it's like a planned genocide. If you want to go to the extreme of, they want to depopulate people or it's just, Hey, we got this disease that we created. You know, that's a whole nother thing we could go down, but we got this disease created that we also created the uh, vaccine for that. We also patented part of this disease. That's an actual fact. They did patent part of this disease. And um, there's various uh, scientists that have found it all over the world and they, they recognize the markers of it. But anyways, uh, you patent it, you come out with the vaccine for it. Therefore you can get everyone infected with it. So you can give them your vaccine over and over and over again. I mean, a business standpoint, you know, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's brilliant. You can guarantee that you're going to get billions of doses every year. I mean, just that alone is going to uh, make your profit margin skyrocket. And now you can start funding the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, uh, you know, they've got a pill for everything now. They've got a shot for, you know, when we were kids, we we had to get a certain amount of shots, but it was way more than our parents got. And now our kids are getting, you know, 10 times the amount of shots that we got. So... Sure, there Never is good ending. science behind behind some of it, but it, it's gone way beyond that. And it's not about health and safety. It's about money. It's about the control of information, the control of people. And uh, there seems to be no end to it. Yeah, I agree with you, Scott. I think there's something up. I think everyone kind of knows and feels that, especially with situations like this. This guy's a professional athlete, just like you said, tip-top shape, and all of a sudden he doesn't feel his extremities. You know, he feels like he's he's going numb, and then he's you know at the leisure out of his own home. I don't know what he was doing in that moment, but um, I don't think it does. I don't think it matters. You know, you're 31 years old. You should be able to do what you're doing and 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 have perfectly no symptoms or conditions um, that are coming out of pretty much nowhere where it blindsides you um and having a stroke at his age i don't know if that's bad luck but yeah why don't they come out and say hey this was you know but they uh, obviously the bad pub and and but that's what the american people that's what we deserve and but to I think me that they've lost that yeah and 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 to me it's just grown-up conversation where it's just like and again i i understand that there's probably some sensitivity issues in regards to i mean he would have to be willing to you know answer the question of whether or not he received the vaccine uh you know because that is uh, in, you know in theory his own private medical you know uh, uh information but you think that they would ask who if, if he received the vaccine and again if he did that doesn't mean that the vaccine caused him to have a stroke or even the blood clot that led to his stroke obviously players have gotten blood clots in the past I mean I can't remember that I think it was an interview in running back several years ago had issues with blood clots in his leg I can't remember uh, off the top of my head but point is is that that's just because he was vaccinated doesn't mean that um that that resulted in his stroke. But my point is, is that you say in the article that you ran all these tests 
every test imaginable and could not find the, the, the genesis of this clot. And then that makes everybody with a brain who's paying attention um, or, or, or uh, 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 you know, uh, has any kind of sensitivity to this. Everybody goes, well, God, was he vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> and that just sparks the conversation. That's it. Well, you know? there's the other thing. I mean, if they did find that it was due to the shot, would they even put that out? No. You know, damn no, well they but that's the whole problem. That's the whole corruption <laughs> exactly. of the whole they system should. right there. They, they, they should absolutely because if, if you really truly true. are interested in public safety and there is a, a potential problem with uh, uh, these these untested vaccines, you know, uh, then the people have a right to know. Otherwise, they're just lab rats. We're all lab rats. We're all eight right. lab rats that they base the booster off of. That's a fact. No human trials. Eight lab rats is what was used for the booster, uh, the the most recent one, and and that's what they are 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 using and leveraging to to inject into human beings because of. Do I think it's some grand international uh, you know conspiracy to off the public uh, uh, population? No, I think it's about money. I think everything's about money, money and power. Um, so maybe things you know I'm I'm open to it, I suppose, but uh, uh, you know I I believe that everything has to do with the the almighty buck and like you said chris you know if you can line something up to be an annual dose that people yeah. have to get and have to pay for there's a reason why i mean kids are like at no in order to travel this. in order to go to school exactly. in order to get a job they want all the children <laughs> to get it they want everybody to get it because that's just that much more money that they get in their pockets and then that much more power that they receive afterwards so uh you know i hope that uh, henry anderson is is well does well continues to uh thrive here um uh, i don't i'm not uh, saying that this was because he's vaccinated or not he might not be vaccinated you know and 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 that's uh we're not saying that we're saying how come the question wasn't even asked how come it wasn't even raised because uh if, if you were truly interested in public health I, I think that as a journalist you would you would uh be obligated to uh pursue that anyway running out of time here real quick let's look to uh nfl week 14 um a lot of games happening this weekend uh actually gentlemen is there any games that are sticking out to you uh that, that you have interest in uh happening this sunday i'd say jets bills that's gonna be a big one um jets kind of need to win this one even though they're on the road if they want to uh, stay in the playoff hunt seeing that picture they, they got to get a win maybe they can get one against a reeling bills team that is feeling the loss of miller but um, I still feel like the Bills are probably the class. So that, that's one to look out for for me. Uh, another one that's interested to me is the Miami and Chargers game. Chargers are are basically this is do or it's die. do or die for this almost is their, both. Th this is their season. Miami, they got to try to keep pace as well in order to, to make playoffs. So big games for those two. Those are a couple games I'm looking at. And also uh, Ravens and Steelers. Ravens without Lamar Jackson, you know, going into Pittsburgh, right. they're ripe for the pickings. I actually, speaking of pickings, um, I actually <laughs> think that the uh, Steelers, <laughs> Steelers will probably probably take this one. Yeah, yeah th those are good choices. I got uh, AFC showdown, actually division play. I'm um, looking at the Cleveland Browns yeah. and the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals red hot, uh, four game winning streak. You know, pulling out the upset against the Chiefs last Sunday, um, and then you got Cleveland Browns. You know, second game with Deshaun Watson. Cleveland Browns actually beat, actually shellacked, whooped the Bengals in uh, October 31st already, previously in the season. So uh, the Bengals are looking out for a little retro 
retribution. The Browns are kind of looking for you know them to get back in the playoff race and seeing if they can make some moves within this division play. This is obviously a great game. Jamar Chase is back in the lineup. Um, you have Nick Chubb trying to look for a big game from him, and then obviously the kind of the unknown is is the the question mark is with the play of Deshaun Watson. What is he going to bring to this roster? Obviously, uh, Brissett got it done in you know previous weeks, and what is Deshaun going to do to this team? And is he going to inch him back into you know playoff picture and you know upset the Bengals and and kill that winning streak? Yeah. Um, you did two, you did too, Chris. I'm going to do another one also that I'm kind of looking at. Uh, should be a good one, but uh, you know this is going to stick with the NFC. I'm looking at the Eagles and the Giants. Another division play, um, obviously out of NFC. So these ones are going to be kind of you know pushing for the playoff picture as well. Um, we're looking for you know big things out of uh, out of out of Saquon Barkley uh, for the the Giants, but uh, th- this will be in. Um, New York or New Jersey, so to speak, um, and see if they can slow down the Eagles. I don't think this is going to happen. I think the Eagles are the team to beat um, at the NFC, especially with the, uh, the the quarterback Garoppolo, you know, going down with San Francisco. So uh, this, nevertheless, anything could happen any given Sunday. And these are two very competitive teams, and they uh, division play. So th- this will be a good one to watch. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I'm very curious about the uh, the Browns Bengals game in the sense of uh, how NFL is going to uh, cover it, like because it seems like with the whole Deshaun Watson return, they're trying to sweep yeah. that under the rug. Um, you got is it going to be on TV? You'd like to think so, especially with Joe Burrow role and the way he is in the Cincinnati Bengals on the up and up. So uh, I'll be interested to see if I see any highlights from that game because uh, uh, that last game uh, against the Texans was completely MIA. Uh, one game that I definitely have my eye on is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to San Francisco. Oh, Tom Brady heading back to San Francisco uh, to take on the 49ers. Uh, like you mentioned, Jimmy G out for this season. So defense versus uh, some uh, mediocre offense. Um, if anybody can get to Brady, uh, that front four definitely can. So it should be, it should be interesting to see if uh, Tom Brady ends up on his old uh, uh, tailpipe there and, uh, and, and see if old, uh, uh, Brock Purdy can uh, uh, make some uh, offensive uh, plays uh, uh, filling in as quarterback. It's just, it will, we're going to see how 49ers are going to be situated for the rest of the season based off of Purdy's performance, no doubt. Um, so yeah, uh, it's going to be all that's that's some good football. Those are those are good games. Uh, definitely going to have my eye open on those. Uh, the, the rest kind of seem like mediocre trash. <laughs> Let's be <Yeah>. honest. <laughs> uh, not very excited about the rest of those. Um, but uh, yes, looking forward to those games. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to Sideline the Agenda. That's going to do it for us. You can join Sideline the Agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can. Also, subscribe to us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. My name is Scott. That's Kevin. That's Chris. And this has been Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Shake and bakers. <laughs> <laughs>